You are listening to Get Real Podcast. And now it's time for general observation of things, Glenn. Why, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Wasn't that a precise intro? Almost kind of the rudiment of public radio. Dude, I... It's free air time, so we don't have capitalist inclinations to get right back in a flash because we got to pay bills <laughs> when you're on the government dole. <laughs> I think we got a place in Christian media if we keep this up. Oh, we're, yeah, we're we rising do. we're rising to the top. I want to yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about Glenn's observations of Christian media this week and observations during the outbreak of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. I've been kind of just going through the radio dial, listening to different things, watching things on TV, just observing, trying to see, get a gauge of what's going on out there. And this is what I've noticed in Christian media. Number one, the rise in the number of self-proclaimed prophets has increased over the past two or three weeks. Uh, all of them are stirring fear. There are a lot of them saying that this is the beginning of the mark of the beast, that Jesus is coming back probably tomorrow, and that it is the end of the world as we know it, and we should not feel fine. <laughs> so uh, very concerning because we've been through this before. Y2K. The number of self-proclaimed prophets shot through the roof. The Mayan calendar. The Mayan calendar. 9-11. All very strange things. People, the world has fallen. It's a fallen place. Whack things happen all the time. I appreciate their zeal. E for effort. On execution. This is not the time to be stirring fear in people. This is not the time to be making a name for yourself. And unfortunately, I think that's what most self-proclaimed prophets want to do these days, is just make a name for themselves to get out there. It's like, hey, we got a disaster going on. I'm going to go read something from the book of Revelation and try to apply it to what's going on in the news. Yeah. Well, news flash, Muppet News Flash. Here we go. Every day is one step closer to the grand revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just naturally. Yeah. Just like every day that we live is one step closer to death. Right. So thank you for the deep prophetic insight, Mr. Prophet guy. <laughs> we know what happens. They did a lot with 9-11. They did a lot. Anytime you get a lot of fear. Um, and we live in a modern media culture that we're so addicted to dopamine hits and and like all this stuff from social media to news like every five seconds we touched on this last week it, it has a a hormonal and a mood effect and almost an addictive effect on on humans and so what tends to happen is all of a sudden just having somebody up there reading by candlelight like jonathan edwards truths out of the word of god we don't find it's too dialectic it's too boring it there's no hook right and we need a hook. We need a hook. We need a hook. We need something to motivate. And just truths of scripture that, that were to be meditated on and, and, and dealt with. And you think about them. Um, now we want something quick. We want it impacting the emotions. A lot of, um, so church services will go into antics. 
go into seeker sensitivity, go into gimmicks, go into like glory. And they'll, they'll have to work something up and they'll, they'll try to use an emotional lather in the place of the conviction of the Holy Spirit or unction. And then when an event happens that gets everybody looking for their dusty Bible or starts stirring people towards fear and mortality and all these important questions, then people are like, whoa, I got eyeballs on me. And they go a little nuts. They you know, do. That they're like, oh, man, everybody's paying attention, which sadly, there is a miss. There is a place right now that's probably all too common that there is a real preacher that appreciates real truth that is not in sync with the addiction, not in sync with the media culture, and he gets ignored. So he may have great unction. Mm-hmm. He may have really, really precise grasp of the gospel and the fear of God to deliver it faithfully and clearly and often. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just so boring. And then they go and listen to the people that really aren't worth listening to. Uh, with all the antics and gimmicks, you know, so yeah. it's, it's a weird, weird paradigm. And it bring this brings out the weirdos. What's yeah. going on yeah. right now? Yeah. This is bringing out the weirdos. Second observation: This is the time to develop more ministerial resources to sell to people. Yes. Okay. I listened to a guy on the radio, probably very well intentioned, but he was talking about how he's been spending late hours developing resources for families that they can use while they're stuck at home under quarantine. Branding, branding, branding. Exactly. I thought to myself, the best I could do is probably make a coloring book to give to people. That might not work. (laughs) (laughs) Probably about as good as we can do. But I... The other night, <laughs> Mac the Metal Dog and I, we sat and we watched um, a guy on TV who's selling prep kits, the the buckets of food. Mm-hmm. Now, I have experience in emergency management, and it's always good to have backup food. Be prepared. Be prepared. All right. In South Carolina, we know that all too well with all the hurricanes that come through, thousand year flood. We've had some whack weather down here where we've needed to be prepared. You never know. You need to prepare for your family. But this is not the time to be stirring up the hype that you need it because you're going to be quarantined for years. You know, the question I would ask is that has that individual been pushing that three months ago? They were. Okay. They were. But now it's it's accelerated. Okay. Uh, It's accelerated. I was watching an hour long infomercial is what it turned into. Oh, gotcha. And this was Christian. Christian. Mm -hmm. Christian. Yep. I'm not going to mention the preacher's name. Making money. He's making money. Selling the stuff. Okay. Um. Here's the thing, people. When the Lord returns, people are not going to be hiding in caves. I don't think they're going to be quarantined when he returns. I want to alleviate some people's fear because when you go take a look at Matthew chapter 24, it says that when the day of the return of the Lord is going to be like the days of Noah. People are going to be eating, drinking, being married, given in marriage. All just normal life is going to be occurring. It's going to be Pretty much life as usual. Right now is not life as usual. Yes, God is using this. This is more of a a shaking. That's a good point. But yeah, they're not going to be, we're not going to be hiding in the basement from the one world order police when Jesus returns. It's going to be life as normal. People right now. And you're talking about rapture or final return? That I don't know. That I don't know. I'm not sure that. Yeah. I just have to be honest with you. I don't don't understand. I thought I once knew what that was. Yeah. Because of what I was taught in seminary, oh, but I, yeah. things are changing. So observation number three, there are those that are just plugging along like it's 1994, doing the same thing, not 
alleviating people's fears, just kind of doing playing the same old gospel music, just reading the same old scripture verses over and over again, just as if there's nothing going on. They're just kind of stuck in the rut. They're not relevant. So where's the balance? The balance is really getting into the word, asking God. Not not making money off the sheep. Okay, not making money off the sheep, but helping people to understand. And this is something, and I think we hit it in the last edition that we just did. This was something that was stirring in me is I am not really concerned about how the economy is going to shake out in this. I am not really concerned about what this means for the world. I'm not really concerned about what this means for everything that's going on nationally or internationally. What I'm concerned about is what God are you doing in me and with me? Hmm. And that's really where I want to point our listeners. I don't want to stir you in fear. I don't want to sell you a coloring book. It'd be a really lousy coloring book, by the way. And I just don't want to keep going on. We, we've changed our format a little bit over the past couple of weeks to deal with this issue. I think we would be foolish not to. Yeah, well, nobody would want to listen nobody to it because listen. it's, that's it's not kind what, of yeah. dominating what's going that's on. That's not what people are thinking about. It's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to get more podcast ratings for, for doing it this way. This is what the Lord's been pressing upon us. And really, I want to point our listeners towards the Lord and towards the Word. There's something going on right now that I think is very, very important. It's of God, and I think that it's part of His divine plan. It's Sunday right now, and most churches right now are not meeting because it's Sunday, and they've been told no greater than, what, 50 people right now? Yeah, social distance. Social distance and everything like that. And I think it's a good thing that a lot of churches have been shut down right now. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think some will not reopen after this. Um, Don't mark my words on that. I am not the prophet of what's going on with churches right here. But when you get people out from under what their pastors are telling them, and I'm speaking from my personal experience, after 10 years of not really listening, reading the word, not really praying after being in a very bad church situation, you finally get to figure out who God is for who he really is without just depending upon what the pastor says. For a lot of people, church, that's the only ounce of scripture they get all week. Well, and a lot of them, they're underneath groupthink that they don't really know they're under, and then they're out from under it. Distractions are taken away. Universally, all of a sudden, they have to focus on mortality, safety, the things of life. And there can be a lot of fear, and you've got to deal with that fear. And I think a lot of people are thinking about death probably 10 times more than they were Mm. thinking or a hundred times more. And it does drive something to get that individual clarity on grace on Christ died for me. And it's not because of all the rules that I'm doing up at the kingdom hall. It's not because I'm doing this. There's a lot of people that aren't meeting that I'm glad they're not a lot of people that are in toxic cults that can be apart from that pressure. And that beforehand, remember when we were in a cult, it was like, if we didn't go on a, even a Wednesday or a Sunday, you better, there better be blood involved. And like, you uh, had to have a temperature of at least 99.7 degrees or there something. Was like, rule, was, there was a rule it? that we yeah. had, had and, to follow. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's embarrassing even to say, but it's like, um, that being temporarily pulled out of that, I think is a good thing. And I think, um, a lot of people having to deal with, uh, a lot of different issues, like, there's issues that I'm having to work out in my life right now that I wish I could run away from that. I wish I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm just gone. 
and I can't be gone. And in fact, it's like, oh, now you're going to be border. We're not quarantined, but you're borderline. Oh, I got to be in this situation almost 14 hours a day and deal with something that I don't really want to deal with. And it's like, oh, okay. And pig on roller skates is actually laser guided by the Lord. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> flailing. No, I'm not doing we yet. You're that right. would be an upgrade. Right. But I'm screaming, you know, in a panic. And then it's like, oh yeah, you're not going. You're going right here, and you're going to work this out. Well, like, if it helps, I'll give you a coloring book. That would be great. I'm going to make you a coloring book. book. Tissue. I'm ready for some sort. But of this quarantine. this pandemic for a lot of churches and religious leaders. I consider it to be spiritual kaopectate. It stops the continual running of the mouth. And that may seem, <laughs> yeah, should I say spiritual diarrhea of the mouth? All right. And scripture actually talks or spiritual about spiritual <laughs> Yeah, Titus chapter one, verses 10 through 11. For there are many unruly and vain talkers, diarrhea of the mouth, and deceivers, especially... Is that in the Greek? Look at this guy. I'm going to take you out and stone you. That wasn't good exegesis. No, I'm joking. That was funny. Especially the they of the circumcision whose mouths must be stopped. Diarrhea of the mouth. Who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. Uh, lucre. I am your father. Yeah. So even now with those that want to capitalize on this and you think that all of a sudden you've been called to be a prophet, I would look at that once again. But in everything that's going on here, we talked about, we've talked a lot about fear. And I find it very interesting how at the beginning of this year, you brought up the nihilism and the fear of the Lord and how this is all just, I think God was preparing us for this and we didn't even know it. Mm. We, we had no idea. Yeah, the scariest thing in the world. That's what we were yeah, talking that's, about. Yeah, that's what we were talking mm. That's what we were talking about. But one of the things that's the opposite of, the, of fear is peace. Mm. And God wants us, those who dwell in the secret place of the Lord, those who abide, those who fear the Lord, to have peace. And God showed me something about peace that I really didn't understand. I'm learning a lot through this. Yeah, I went to seminary done stuff that really doesn't mean much until you really encounter the Lord and start spending time with him. Peace has nothing to do with the circumstances around you. Say that again. Peace has nothing to do with the circumstances around you. We need an organ. <laughs> I would be like, come on. No, that, that's really good. I don't want to take away from that. I point. have, I have for so long thought that, okay, peace is when, Everything around me is settled. Everything gels with the way that I want it to go. And all of my situations work out when that's not the peace that God is talking about. And in the Greek, okay, this is actual Greek. Diarrhea of the Diarrhea mouth. Of the mouth. <laughs> peace means safety, security, felicity, being happy. And prosperity. Hmm. So all those times that Paul is speaking in his epistles, grace and peace unto you. He's not just being like, hey, dude, how's it going? He's really hoping for peace. And thinking about this, and I put it up on the record rack this morning. We talked at the beginning of the month about apocalypse and chill. 
And when we talked to our friend Joey about people sticking their head in the sand with everything that could go bad during an apocalypse, kind of interesting how we decided to touch upon that at the beginning of the month and this album came out. Looking at the album cover of the girl sitting there on the lawn chair with the sunglasses with the world going to hell in a handbasket, mm-hmm. that resonates. resonates peace. That can go, there, there's an A side to it and a B side, if you will. Hmm. The A side would be the false piece of sticking your head in the sand and ignoring and being superficial. But the B side, the real depth of it is walking in the fear of the Lord, abiding in the secret place, and having that peace. And scripture even says that the peace of the Lord surpasses human understanding. Yeah, that's that's wild. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And I think I'm finally starting to understand that because at this point in time with everything going on, you all probably can hear it on the podcast. I'm a little bit happier right now, and it's not just the coffee. I feel a little bit more settled in things and where God's going and doing things. And I'm very excited about what God is doing right now. And that's where God wants all of his people to be. Hmm. That's why I have such a hard time with the false prophets of doom on TV. That's why I have a hard time with the people that are still operating as, as, as if it's 1993 or 94 and doing the same thing, playing the same old gospel songs. Bless them. I mean, there's a place for that, but People need to be pointed in the right direction. Then God showed me something that blew me away when I was running the other day. You and I have talked about how running and doing aerobic exercise is a lot like fasting. Mm-hmm. There's something to do with the blood sugar levels. There's yep. a lowers can, insulin, lowers blood insulin. sugar, does a lot of different things. Yeah. I really believe that right now, and I, I have a lot of notes because I want to get this right, not to be just right because I want to be right, it's because I don't want to miss points and I want our listeners to get this. Right now, we are living in what I call a forced Sabbath. Hmm. It's a forced Sabbath. Like kind of the uh, quarantine, semi-quarantine situation with the pandemic. Work shut down, yes. The quarantine, the semi-quarantine with the pandemic. Because for me personally, and I'm going to talk personally. So you either rest or you face your your lack of rest because you don't know him exactly and you have no security and Hmm. for those who rest and it's really a move of faith to rest in a sabbath It's it's a test of faith to rest in a sabbath for me up until this point i have felt like i've been in a gerbil's wheel and the wheel keeps going faster and faster and i know a lot of people in the world have felt this way that the world keeps grinding you Work harder, work faster, but you're getting nowhere. Somebody above you is probably getting somewhere by getting the work out of you. But there's only so much that the human body and human mind can do. There's only so much crop that the earth can produce before it gives out. That's the way it is in a temporal world. Things just don't keep going. They have to come to stop. And there has to be a rest. There has to be a Sabbath rest. So I took a look at it in scripture, and there is a Sabbath year. It's referred to as a a a Shemitah. And during that, it's where we get the term sabbatical from. And a lot of times up until this point, I'm like, gee, I need a sabbatical. I need like a year just to kind of regroup. I feel like I'm getting worn down 
everything is scattered all over the place. Nothing is making sense. I need to Calgon, take me Calgon, away. Calgon, take me away. And the Lord, this is the Lord's Calgon. So during that Shemitah, the the land was left to lie fallow, no plowing, no planting, no pruning, no harvesting. All that could be done was preventative measures, little little bits of things. And the other thing during that Sabbath year, all debts were to be remitted, hmm. which is interesting. But in Leviticus chapter 25, it promises bountiful harvest to those who observe the Sabbath. So what I would encourage our listeners to do, I'm not going to sell you buckets of food. I'm not going to sell you a coloring book. I'm not going to get you worked up in fear. What I want you to do is to seek the Lord and rest in his provision and rest in his protection. Take this time. Past couple days have been wonderful here, just doing family things, hanging out with friends, doing different things. Now that things have slowed down, when the world slows down, there ain't much you can do. There's, there's not much you can do. And it's a test of faith. But after this Sabbath, after the Sabbath in Leviticus 25, it promises a bountiful harvest for those who observe the Sabbath. And I see that in two ways. There's that prosperity that comes in the peace of the Lord. Prosperity churches probably are not doing very well today because the world is not very prosperous right now with the economy the way that it's going. But God is going to prosper his people and there's going to be a harvest afterwards. I still think there's some souls that God wants to save. And that's why I don't see this quite as the end. Yes, we are moving one step closer to the revelation of Christ. That's just the way the world works. But there's a harvest coming. Lithoscry.com. 